This is The Joe Gaither Show on BamaCentral.com. Good afternoon, Tuscaloosa, Internet World, West Alabama. How are we doing today on a Friday? It is March. You made it. It's time for March Madness. All right, February's behind us. It's time for March. We're going to have a lot of fun on a Friday getting you ready for the weekend. It's a huge weekend around the capstone. And you are watching the Joe Gaither Show on YouTube, on Facebook, or on Twitter. You're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on Amazon. We appreciate everybody who's jumped in and joined us at Joe Gaither 6 and at Bama Central. What are we going to do today? We're going to talk a little bit of football. We're going to talk a little bit of Jalen Milrow. We're going to talk a little bit about NFL Combine. Some of the guys are putting down some times. We'll touch on that just a little bit we'll talk about Alabama and Tennessee and the rest of the SEC we'll compare the top four the top four in the SEC there's four games or there's three games left and so we'll look at the schedules of all the top four teams to kind of see who's going to end up being how big is tomorrow night's game going to be in Coleman Coliseum we'll touch on Nick Dunlap a little PGA Tour action as our man made a hole in one and then we will finish it up with a little UFC ultimate fighting edition Eric Anders former Alabama linebacker stepping inside the cage Stepping inside the octagon tomorrow afternoon on ESPN. We'll talk about his fight and where you can watch it right here on the Joe Gaither Show on Bama Central and BamaCentral.com. We're a proud part of the Bama Central Broadcasting Network. You can find us at BamaCentral.com, at Bama Central on the X Machine, at Alabama Crimson Tide on Sports Illustrated on Facebook, and at Bama Central SI on Instagram. So let's jump right into it and talk about Jalen Milrow. Jalen Milrow, all right, if you're uh, unfamiliar with the timeline, it is March. String practice starts on Monday. Oh, my goodness. String practice starts on Monday. The media gets to go to three practices as of now, and we cannot wait to do that. Thank you so much, Kalen DeBoer, for letting us uh, get a little access to the program this year. It seems like that's going to be a lot of fun for us. But Jalen Milrow drops a uh, video on his uh, on his social medias, on his Instagram. It's an Instagram story. You can see it on my Twitter account, at JoeGather6. Uh, you and it's one throw, uh, one throw where he drops back in the pocket and his throwing motion and mechanics for the single throw look a lot better. Now, granted, it is just one throw. You don't see the, the end of the throw. You don't see where the throw ends up and if it's caught. And really, that's irrelevant to the discussion. His motion and mechanics did look better on the single throw. He was more, uh, he was less dartsy placing it with his hands, and it was more pointing the shoulder, elongating, making out his target, and following through. So that's exciting to see. You're seeing a lot of overreaction probably on the Twitter machine to, oh my gosh, is Jalen Milrow fixed if his throwing motion is like this? Uh, what, what, where? I mean, now, granted, part of it is true. If his throwing motion is like this, where is the ceiling? But you cannot judge or declare that his throwing motion is fixed right here in March. Come on now. There's no live action here in this clip. There's no defensive lineman in his face in this clip. There's no offensive lineman in, in, in his face in this clip. He's not even wearing pads in this clip. But is it a good sign? Of course it's a good sign. Uh, you want to see Jalen Milrow continuing to take, take steps and develop as a passer because you know what he is as an athlete. Uh, so you want to see him uh, find that confidence in a more maybe traditional style throwing motion, and you're seeing that in this one singular clip. It's only one throw, and, you know, sometimes, you know, you do things perfectly 
hopefully one time. Can you replicate it? Now, uh, what will it mean? How will you notice this on the field? If you're not really a quarterback expert, and that's A-OK if you're watching the Joe Gaither Show on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube, and you're not a, a quarterback expert, how you will notice it. What you saw last season was a lot of overthrows, a lot of throws that were right in the vicinity of his target, right where he wanted to throw it to a guy, but up around their up around their forehead, up over their head. You saw a lot of guys jumping up for passes. Uh, the This will manifest itself if he's able to fix his mechanics, uh, continue to develop in this area. This will manifest it in more passes on target. That's that Those balls where he's picking out the right guy, but it's a little bit high, is going to be, oh, we're dropping three feet, and we're getting it right in the pocket where the wide receiver needs to catch it so they can continue their, uh, their, their running or continue their route, or they can secure the catch uh, safely without taking a big hit. You saw a lot of Alabama wide receivers last year taking big hits because of Jalen Milrow's tendency to overthrow passes, his kind of dart-like throwing motion, using his hand uh, to deliver the passes instead of kind of pointing and using his shoulder, elbow, using the entirety of his body. Now, look, you already know Jalen Milrow's uh, arm strength is really, really, really good. You saw that last year with his ability to throw it deep down the field. Uh, He masters or improves his throwing mechanics, as you saw on this singular clip. It is one singular clip, but if he masters his throwing mechanics or improves in this area, then the arm strength that you saw last year, oh my gosh, is going to be, you know, it's going to be magnified uh, exponentially because of his ability to use it, to, to step in and use his hips, not just be placing the football like he's uh, like he's throwing darts, like he's playing beer pong with, you know, just in a, in, a, in a college dorm room. Like he's going to be able to really get after it and place the ball down the field. Uh, and, and so it's going to be really, really helpful for Jalen Milrow taking that next step. Now, look, I caution you, don't overreact and say it's fixed it's one singular clip sometimes i can get uh, you know you see me playing golf sometimes i'm hooking everything i'm slicing everything sometimes that one time and around i can have that one singular drive and make and and it works out uh, pretty pretty well so uh we want to see it more consistently spring practice gets going on monday and you're going to be able to cover it all right there at bamacentral.com katie wendham blake byler and myself will be all over spring practice for you at bamacentral.com uh it's going to be a lot of fun we're getting to know kaylin DeBoer, getting to know Ken Walmack and kind of seeing how this Alabama roster fits into new philosophy. So we're really looking forward to doing that, but exciting signs from Jalen Milrow. Uh, and so I think this um, shows progression and that's something to be excited for, but, but, but obviously you want to wait and see how it manifests itself on the football field with real live action. Uh, you know, and we'll see that in the coming week when spring practice gets going next week, you're going to have one week of spring practice. Then the guys, uh, and the university is going to go on spring break and then they're going to come back for another week of spring practice. And they're going to culminate that with a day. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and we'll be all over it right here at BamaCentral.com. What we are all over at BamaCentral.com right now, is the NFL Combine. And look, two days ago, we made fun of it on the program because what's it really worth? You've got the tape to evaluate the prospects. Uh, but w- yesterday, we were joined by Quentin Corpuel and Joey Van Zimmeren of MizzouCentral.com, part of the Walsh Network. We've got MizzouCentral.com, uh, CowbellCorner.com, and BamaCentral.com. They're covering uh, they're covering the NFL Combine for all three programs, Missouri, Mississippi State, and Alabama. 
so they're up there doing a lot of great work, and you can read it at BamaCentral.com. We're going to talk about it from the Alabama angle right here. Uh, we made fun of the drills, but we at least want to acknowledge, look, Dallas Turner crushed it. Dallas Turner coming in a little bit shorter than, uh, yeah, let me find my, my tab here for Dallas. Yeah, coming in a little bit shorter than uh, than, than he has been, than he was billed on RollTide.com, but he went 4-4-7 in the uh, 40-yard dash, the second fastest time amongst linebackers. His vertical jump was 40 and a half inches. Uh, the best for an Alabama linebacker since who? Oh, D'Amico Ryans. His broad jump was 10 feet, 7 inches. Second best amongst linebackers. So he had a really, really good day. 83-inch arms for Dallas Turner. 83-inch arms. And so what this means for Dallas is every box is checked. And you're going to see this manifest itself in the NFL draft when Dallas Turner is a top-10 pick. Now, is he going to be top five? No. It's going to be quarterback-centric in the top five. You're going to see the Bears make a play for the quarterback. You're going to see the Patriots, the Commanders. You might see the Giants. You'll probably see, you know, you're going to see a lot of teams working up in the in the top end of the first round to get these quarterbacks. But Dallas Turner you know, might be there at seven, eight, nine, ten. I think he's going to be a high end draft pick, and, and, and uh, I think he's really going to be um, probably a blue chip. He's he's the best edge rusher in the class, and he proved it yesterday at the combine that the athleticism that you saw on film. Which what's more important, the film, duh. It, the athleticism that you saw on film is truly there. Uh, you saw that with his great performance in the Underwear Olympics. Now, two things on the cornerbacks. Uh, you saw Kool Aid McKinstry not participating because of a Jones fracture in his foot. Now, this is one aspect of the combine that's a little bit helpful and hurtful. Now, Kool-Aid says it's going to get worked out. He's going to uh, and he's going to be available to participate in Pro Day. I don't think he's going to drop Kool-Aid too, too much, but you've got a little bit of a foot injury for Kool-Aid McKinstry. Did you play through that here at Alabama this past year and you didn't really even know uh, that you're working with a, with a fracture? Uh, or, or if you didn't think it was worth getting uh, surgery on and you're working that out with time and rest, uh, maybe that's the uh, the the, the uh, Timeline for Kool-Aid McKinstry. And Terry and Arnold yesterday blew a lot of people away at the podium, uh, a lot of the media away at the podium. Terry and Arnold, uh, you all knew him and saw him here the last two years at the University of Alabama. And every time he was up at the at the podium, he did. He was such an amazing guy. He's such a great guy to cover. I'm really looking forward to Terry and Arnold. He puts down a 4-5-1. 40-yard dash, uh, so good for him. That's a real, that's a pretty good time for him as well. Uh, not as fast as you know you might like, but come on, who cares? He covered a lot of high-level receivers here at the University of Alabama, and I think he's going to make a really, really good pro. So uh, let's put the uh, NFL combine away because that's pretty much all we care about. Ooh, that is hitting those highlights with a good time. Uh, we're going to put away Jalen Milrow and his nice throwing mechanics until Monday when we see a little bit of spring practice. We cannot wait for spring practice to get going. What's my my email from Josh Maxson says? Josh Maxson is is is, fr is Monday a viewing period? Uh, how do we know what's a which one of these is a viewing period based on uh? Based on uh, Alabama spring practice schedule, Monday, March 4th. Below are the spring practice dates and media availability. Spring practice schedule was concluded April 13th with Golden Flake 8A game. All interviews this spring will take place after the conclusion of practice. Limited da, 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 practice access. A portion, all right, March 6th, March 21st, and April 9th. So March 6th, that's next Wednesday. Ooh, it's going to be a lot of fun to be out there uh, watching spring practice commence. So that's what's going to be next Wednesday, March 6th, and then the 
21st. That's going to be uh, Thursday, March 21st, and then a Saturday, April 6th. So that's going to be a lot of fun to, to be out there uh, for spring practice. That's going to be the media viewing period. All right, so let's talk about – do you want to talk about Nick Dunlap or do you want to talk about Alabama and Tennessee in basketball? All right, let's do it. Oh, gosh. Huge, huge, huge day tomorrow in Coleman Coliseum. Uh, and you can be there uh, if you know, if you want to pay a pretty penny on StubHub. I have no idea what the pro what the ticket prices are at the moment, but I know that it is a hot ticket. Alabama and Tennessee college game day in town, uh, and you're going to want to be there. It's going to be on ABC. Uh, you can say, like, look, I know it's only going to be an hour, but you can be on ABC, Big Boy ABC. You know, your mama has it with the rabbit ears. Uh, you don't have to have cable to see it. Uh, so it's going to you you want to be there to have a good crowd represent the University of Alabama. Uh, we'll be there. Covering college game day, we'll see if they if there's a student or participant that makes the nineteen thousand dollar half court shot. Uh, you got a better shot making the nineteen thousand dollar half court shot. I guess I think it's State Farm that sponsors it over the ten thousand dollar full moon shoot for the moon challenge. Uh, ever since full moon shoot for the moon challenge changed for, uh, its format, probably midway through the year, uh, it has gotten a lot more difficult, and you haven't had any winners. So it's going to be a lot of fun to be there in the morning to see college game day. But let's talk about the game. That's what you're really all here for: is Alabama and Tennessee, number four in the country. Uh, first off, let's get into Nate Oates' comment about court storming today. NATO, it's basically lets you know that uh, win or lose tomorrow, Alabama's not storming the court. Not that you had any inkling to do so, uh, but basically says we're used to winning big games here. Uh, I love that our crowd, I love that our crowd uh, gives our gives their all and give and, and gives it up for the for, for the uh, Crimson Tide and really helps the, the team uh, in the game. But once the game's over, uh, acts like they have been there before and doesn't rush the floor. And so uh, I, I think that's not an issue that you're ever going to have here at Alabama. I talked to a buddy who would, I think the last time Alabama rushed the floor was 2002 against the uh, Florida Gators, a big old win against the Florida Gators. Uh, but tomorrow, look, you've got Tennessee and Tennessee. Look, we, we've talked about Mark Sears being the best player in the SEC and maybe overlooked for, you know, uh, all these honors. Uh, he was named to the Oscar Robertson watch list most recently this week. So he did get a little bit of love and we think he's in contention in top three contention for SEC player of the year. But honestly, if I'm a voter after Wednesday, I'm not I, – I have no doubt in my mind. I mean, I was leaning this way anyways, but after Wednesday, I have no doubt in my mind that I'm giving the I'm, – I'm, I'm, I'm giving SEC Player of the Year to Dawn Connect. It has to be. Dawn Connect ha, ha, has to have it uh, be, be, because of, uh, what, 39 points against Auburn. He scored, what, 20 – he outscored him 25 to 21 at the – towards the back half of the second half. Dawn Connect is a real problem, and Dawn Connect – Probably going to be your number one overall NBA, uh, your number one college player in the NBA, uh, in the NBA draft that's coming up summer. He's going to be a huge issue. And Tennessee, uh, Tennessee, look, you look at the uh, kind of game cast, ESPN analytics, they have, yes, they have Alabama a 63.5% kind of favorite tomorrow. And that's going to probably be what, four points, three points. You're probably going to see that on the line. It's probably going to be what, what, two and a half on the line. It's going to be a hard game. And it really is going to be dependent on one who guards Dalton Connect, and I think it's easily Rylan Griffin. And you got to call Rylan Griffin, and you say, Rylan, hey man, you just deny him the basketball as much as possible. You got to let Zakai Ziegler and Aaron Viscovi, and you got to kind of let Jonas Adu kind of carry the load, or kind of make them carry the load for the Tennessee Vols. And you got to say, Rylan, we're going to deny, deny, deny on Dalton, on Dalton Connect tomorrow. 
Uh, and you see how it plays out. Now, Dalton's going to get his. I, I think he's the best player in the conference. I think he might be the best player in the country. He is absolutely un uh, unbelievable. At six foot six, he's got a great jump shot. He's got a great mid-range game. He can take it to the hole. Oh, man, it's going to be a huge challenge as Dalton has gotten very, very hot down the stretch. And I don't really know if outside of Rylan, now Rylan, I mean, can you play the entire time, Rylan? Can you stay, stay out of foul trouble? He fouled out on Wednesday against the Ole Miss Rebels. I guess since we didn't have a show yesterday, we should talk about the Alabama victory. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Another incidence of number one offense in the country just outscores everyone. Uh, Alabama, 80, what, 85 points in the last 25 minutes, beating the Ole Miss Rebels. Uh, and, and, and trust me, the first six minutes, I'm sitting here thinking, this is atrocious. The Alabama defense, the first five, six minutes of the game was horrendous. A complete carryover from the Kentucky game, and I thought, what the hell? What, what's going on here? And Nate Oates goes on his pregame radio show before the Ole Miss game and basically says, oh, you know, I think we have a better mindset, and I'm, I think we're ready to play. And they come out, and they do the exact same Mm, hooey that they did the previous Saturday against the Kentucky Wildcats. Now, Kentucky uh, did their end by making baskets. Ole Miss started to miss some baskets midway through the second half, uh, midway through the first half, excuse me, uh, and Alabama started to dig in a little bit defensively and made a run, cut it down to three, kind of quelled my nerves a little bit. The second half, really the first five, six minutes of the second half, you got to commend Alabama's defensive effort. If you can get that over the course of goodness gracious, you give us, you, you, you give those first five minutes of the second half where you force what five turnovers in the first couple of minutes uh, and you, and it, and it produced easy run out baskets. You, Oh, you closed the lead and then you took the lead and you never really gave it back. Essentially, like if you can replicate that, you're almost unbeatable with this offense. This offense is nearly the best offense in college basketball over the last 25 years. 128 points per 100 possessions. 1.28. That's insanity as far as efficiency. And, and granted, uh, they started out the Ole Miss game not really shooting that well from three point from the three-point line. Uh, you had Davin Cosby come in and really save your bacon, what, making six? Is that what it was? Uh, I don't have the, the box score pulled up, but making uh, five or six down, down the stretch to really uh, ice the game. And it makes me wonder if Latrell Wrightsell is going to be back available on Saturday. How much do you still do you go back to the Davin Cosby well? Do you say, hey, man, you've carved out a role here and we're going to extend our bench by one man, Davin Cosby, you got to get look if he's going to shoot as well as he did down the down the stretch against Ole Miss. Uh, I think you got to make a role for him. He's not a horrible defender, um, and, and so you want to see. I think I'd like to see a little bit more of Davin Cosby, and that does bring us to Latrell Wright. So you did want to see him out there on Wednesday. You hoped that you thought that he might have been available for the game, but no, he didn't make the trip to Oxford. Uh, and now you're thinking about, oh, goodness, I hope that he's available uh, tomorrow, Coach, saying basically the same thing that he's been saying since uh, since Latrell Reitzel's been out. It's day-to-day. -day, it's a head injury. We can't rush it. I have no control of this. Basically putting the onus on the on the trainers, as he should, and that's no big deal. Oh, uh, but Latrell, you got to get Shelly back. Look, if you get Latrell Reitzel back tomorrow, it's going to go a long, long way for Alabama basketball winning the game against, uh, against Tennessee. And you really – 
need to win the game. If you want to win the win the SEC, if you want to defend your SEC regular season crown, you need to win the game tomorrow. The biggest key to winning the game tomorrow is turning the basketball over, not turning the basketball over. What did you do against uh, Tennessee up in Knoxville? What, middle of January? You got your butt beat 91 to 71, and it was horrific. You were out of the game, what, in – 12 minutes and 13 minutes you were out of the game uh, and you never really did dig back into it what was the difference you were turning the basketball over you turned the basketball over 22 times up in knoxville horrific performance taking care of the ball now on wednesday over at Ole miss what what kept you in the game you were playing bad defense really in the first five seven minutes of the game and Ole miss was stretching their lead and giving everybody the bubble guts and really making everybody nervous uh but what kept you in the basketball game beyond okay making shots toward the second half and Ole miss missing and you digging you didn't really turn the basketball over much at all you mark sears went the whole game 40 minutes no turnovers you had eight turnovers the whole game Protecting the basketball is the key to not letting these games get out of hand. You turn the basketball over at Kentucky, uh, at least to what, 29 points off turnovers. What? You, you turn the basketball over at Auburn. You turn the basketball over at Tennessee. Now, granted, were the defensive performances very good in those in those games? No. No, they weren't very good. And so you can blame the defensive side. But the offense that is supposed to be so good, that is so good, the analytically number two offense in college basketball's last 25 years, if you are doing the things on the offensive end that's supposed to be so strong to hurt your already bad defense by turning the basketball over, you have no chance, no shot. And and we saw that up in Knoxville. We saw that over in Neville Arena. And we saw that last Saturday uh, over in Rupp Arena as well in your three conference losses. So what, what, what you got? Wednesday, you didn't turn the basketball over. You closed the gap. You started making three-point shots because basically this team just has too much talent. You keep shooting. You keep shooting. They ended up, what, what 15 three-pointers three towards the end of the game. And they win the game. They hold serve, and they set up tomorrow's basketball game. Tomorrow, it's going to be a huge game. Probably the biggest basketball game uh, in the last 20 years uh, in Coleman Coliseum. Do you want to win the SEC regular season? That's the goal. I mean, everybody knows the goal is to win a national title, but really you take it step by step by step. First step, get into the NCAA tournament. Check. You look at Joe Lenardi's bracketology, and Alabama is still number three in bracketology. You've seen, uh, you, you've seen in his latest update, a little bit of an update in the pod. Alabama not going up against High Point anymore. Uh, but who was it? I, I put out a, a recent little kind of update on it. Yeah, let's see it. Right. Uh, right there, boom, uh, going up against Akron, number 14 seed Akron, not high point anymore, and Akron, 100 in Ken Palm, 139 in offense, 74 in defense, feel pretty good about that. But then the other three teams, you got the 11 seeds going head-to-head, New Mexico and Seton Hall. New Mexico, ooh, scares me, 34th in Ken Palm with the 37th best offense and the 34th best defense, just enough balance to maybe keep up with Alabama and slow them down on the other end. Oh, and upset them. But Wisconsin also scares me a good bit. Six seed Wisconsin uh, awaits the winner of New Mexico and Seton Hall in the hypothetical, the newest hypothetical pod. Wisconsin, the number 23 team in Ken Palm with the 19th best offense and the 54th best defense. Just enough balance to uh, potentially upset Alabama in the second round. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. You're already in the tournament. That's goal number one. Check. Boom, you're handled there. Goal number two, win the SEC regular season. That's what you're in the middle of. 
and Alabama st- sits there with a huge game tomorrow. Look, let's look at the last three games for Alabama. You've got Tennessee at home. You go to Florida midweek, and then you come back with Arkansas. All right, mm, challenging schedule. Boom, at Florida is going to be real challenging. We already know tomorrow against Tennessee, they're one of the best teams in the country. That's going to be a real, real big challenge. You are really sitting there a half game back. Is that what it is? Uh, boom, let me pull up. Our, our our standings here. You're yeah. You're you're tied. Well, you're tied with Tennessee, but uh, but they have the edge because they beat you in Knoxville right now. You're gonna find out tomorrow is really going to uh separate your separate make a half game up or down on Tennessee. Tennessee's last three games are really, really challenging. They're at Alabama tomorrow, which it's not going to be easy from a Tennessee standpoint either. Let's not pretend like Alabama's no slouch. Slouch. Then they go to South Carolina, which has won a lot. Have won a lot of uh. uh have won some upsets already and and beat Tennessee in Knoxville. And then they have Kentucky at home, which is going to be a real challenge as well. Kentucky is getting really hot. And then you look at South Carolina and Auburn, they've kind of got an outside shot to win the uh, SEC. South Carolina at uh, 11 and four. If they go three and oh, and, uh, and some things and some crazy things happen, you never know. South Carolina is against Florida. Uh, so that's going to be a really challenging game for them. Then they have Tennessee at home and then they go to Mississippi State. Mississippi State, not an easy place to play this basketball season eight and seven on the league but really really good at home this year and then Auburn sits on the very outside at 10 and five they're gonna have to have a lot of things break their way Alabama and Tennessee both to lose twice and maybe to lose three times uh but if Auburn does if Auburn holds serve and crazy things happen Auburn has Mississippi State at home they go to Missouri and then they got Georgia so they got a real easy rest of their slate uh, Auburn probably gonna go 13 and five uh holding up that fourth line on in the SEC so you so, excuse me. Uh, that makes it makes Alabama's game against Tennessee really, really important. I think Alabama has maybe the most favorable of these schedules because you get the home and home game with Tennessee. Uh, you get the home game with Tennessee. Let's say you won it by one or so. You've got a little cushion going down to Florida, and you're likely going to beat Arkansas. Arkansas has been horrible this year, 14 and 14 overall, and just five and 10 in the league, losing to Vanderbilt at home this past week. Goodness gracious. Uh, so you've got a favorable rest of your schedule. Tomorrow's game against Tennessee is going to be massive. And it all comes down to not turning the basketball over from an Alabama standpoint. You look at Mark Sears. Look, I think that. You put him side by side with Dalton Connect, and to me as a voter, if I was a voter, I'm not a voter, but if I were a voter, I do love you, Mark Sears, but I'm voting for Dalton Connect. You've got a huge chance, Mark Sears, tomorrow to say, you know what, uh, middle fingers to everyone, I'm going to show you who I am. Uh, look, the one thing I like about Mark Sears and about his game is that he allows the game to come down. He doesn't really force the game. Dalton Connect does kind of the same thing, but Tennessee kind of forces him to take over. It kind of funnels a lot of things through him. Mark Sears is more the conduit for everyone else. And so it's a bit different impact on the basketball game. It's going to be an interesting contrast. If Tennessee is forcing it to connect uh, and Ryland Griffin has a decent day, maybe stops him a handful of times, will Mark Sears assert himself a bit more to kind of say, okay, I want to uh, make my name on a big old stage? Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun in Coleman Coliseum tomorrow. You're going to have college game day on ABC tomorrow, I think at 11. 11 a.m. Uh, I think it's going to be just for no uh, at 10 a.m. It's going to go 10 to 11, right? Uh, 10 to 11 on ABC, and so you're going to want to be in there early. 
Uh, it's a big old whiteout tomorrow. If you're going to the game, you want to well, wear your white uh, to uh, get into the spirit and, and really get Coleman Coliseum rocking. It's Alabama has two more Saturday home games, and this is going to close out your season. Uh, and then they've got a Florida road trip. You think Alabama is going to win the regular season? What do you think is going to happen in the game? You can always comment on the show at Joe Gaither 6 on all your social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, you can find us on Instagram or wherever at Joe Gaither 6 and let us know your feelings on the Alabama basketball team as they've got Tennessee tomorrow. What's your biggest concern? Is it Jonas Adu going against Grant Nelson? I think that's a huge issue tomorrow because Nelson has proven himself against Tolu Smith to be very physical, and he's really battled against a handful of these bigs. I mean, he battled against John I. Broom. John I. Broom had a huge, huge day, really, in both matchups against Auburn, but he battled. you got to give him credit. He gave 100%. Uh, Grant Nelson fouls out in the game against Ole Miss on Wednesday. Uh, what's it going to be tomorrow with Giannis Adu, uh down there in the post? Is he, is he going to be able to hold his own? Is he going to be slow and down? Because if he is, then it falls on Dalton Connect, and, and, and you see Zakai Ziegler leading the league in, in assists. Is Aaron Estrada or Mark Sears, do either of them become ball stoppers? Or is, do you have Latrell Reitzel back in the action? And boom, you put Latrell Reitzel on Ziegler. And now you have a little bit of, uh, you, you're, you're starting to feel like if you can get, win that Grant Nelson matchup down on the post against Jonas Adu on the defensive end, you've got yourself a little defensive game plan. Because really, if you get Nelson, if, if you get a wash with Ryland, you don't let, if you don't let Dalton Connect go off for 39 leaping points, given what? 20, let him, I mean, give him his average here. He's a respectable player, uh, but don't let him go off for crazy amount of points. You kind of give him a wash right there, but you let Grant Nelson win or kind of neutralize Jonas Adu. It becomes a game of role players for Tennessee, and I don't know how the role players are going to stack up against the against Alabama once you get the Alabama offense going on the other side of the floor in Coleman Coliseum. So that's kind of how I'm feeling about the game tomorrow. I do think Alabama will win, but I think it's going to be very, very close. Uh, and, and I think it kind of depends on the defensive matchup with Grant Nelson uh, and Jonas Adu, and then kind of how that plays out with the other forwards, Nick Pringle, uh, if Muhammad Waigi gets a little bit of a run, uh, how that plays out if they get Jaron Stevenson on him. Oh, I think that's going to be a problem. I think he'll eat Jaron Stevenson alive. Uh, what is Sam Walters going to do in a game? Uh, you know, in a game like this, you've seen him against premier opponents already, Sam Walters. I'm sorry. I like you. You've grown a lot already this year, but you kind of pooped the bed the last each time that you've played against some of these premier opponents. Uh, now, your shooting still is very, you, you've still proven to be a capable shooter, but we want to see you play a little bit more maturely uh, tomorrow against the uh, against the Tennessee Vols. So we'll see how that goes tomorrow, 7 p.m. in Coleman Coliseum. You'll be able to follow the coverage. Myself, Blake Byler, and Katie Wyndham will be on the coverage for BamaCentral.com. You can follow it at BamaCentral.com, at BamaCentral on the X Machine, at BamaCentral on uh, at Bama Central SI on Instagram, and at Alabama Crimson Tide on uh, Facebook on the Facebook machine. All right, so let's go through the other, the rest of the games on the uh, SEC slate real quick. We'll follow it up with Nick Dunlap. We'll finish with Eric Anders, and we'll get out of here on a Friday. Uh, first things first, at 11 a.m., Florida is at South Carolina. I think that's going to be a great game. Uh, I think it's going to be a great game, honestly. Uh, Florida wins. I'm going to go Florida wins on the road. Uh, makes it real tough. Uh, it stays hot. Uh, Arkansas is at Kentucky. Kentucky's going to wipe the floor with them. LSU is at Vanderbilt. Not going to be a good game as far as uh, like 
talent on the floor like as far as teams, but might be a close game. Might be a close game and, and good game from that point. Uh, competitive uh, from a competitive point, I think Vanderbilt will win at home. Mississippi State is at Auburn. Auburn will win. A and M is at Georgia. Golly, A and M's falling off a cliff. They're fighting for their tournament lives. They're gonna we're gonna take the Aggies. We're already taking Alabama at seven, and at seven thirty, we're gonna take Ole Miss to beat Missouri and keep them winless in the conference. So there's your seven-game slate in the SEC on Saturday. All right, so let's keep it going on the program. Well, first, let's talk, tell you about Druid City Music Hall. If you are in the area tomorrow, if, you've go, or if you're going to uh, Alabama basketball and you want to uh, see some live music after the game, you can check out Wade Bowen. Wade Bowen is playing at Druid City Music Hall and a good little country artist. You can get tickets at druidcitymusichall.com. But if you're going to basketball, hold on to your tickets or keep it on your phone. Show it at the door. They're going to let let you in for free for free so it's gonna be a lot of fun to check out wade bowen at druid city music hall he's starting at about nine o'clock so you'll probably miss the first 10 minutes or so but once the uh, alabama basketball hits double zeros you can go check out wade bowen uh right there at druid city music hall get your tickets at druidcitymusichall.com let's tell you about uh nick dunlap real quick at the cognizant classic in the palm beaches uh, let's refresh our leaderboard right here to make sure that we are accurate nick dunlap making his first career hole in one on hole number seven now he is currently as i'm speaking tied for 20th at five under uh he's he's one under for the round uh so he was he so what he was four under yesterday uh he's one under for the round through 13 holes we just want to shout out nick dunlap he's kind of obviously he he had a great he won the event uh he won the event and then he turned pro uh and then he hasn't really had a uh, great season since uh yeah he won the event uh the American Express and then he was uh 80th at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro Am and then he was cut at the Genesis that was a couple of weeks ago now he is playing in the Cognizant uh the Cognizant what was this again uh Cognizant Classic Dismiss you, PGA Tour. Uh, Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beaches down at Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Uh, and he is, he is tied for 20th right now at 100. But check it out on the Twitter machine. You can find it at Joe Gaither 6 if you want to see his hole in one. Uh, that, that's good. That, that's really great for him uh, <laughs> to, to make that already, what, a couple of tournaments into, a couple of events into his pro career, uh, knocking in a hole in one. I uh, represent the University of Alabama very, very well. Let's get out of here with UFC with a little fighting tomorrow. You like some fighting? You like some blood? Maybe not. But if you do or you want to support the University of Alabama, remember Eric Anders. We've had him on the program before. We had him on the program just before the MTSU home opener. He was the honorary captain. Eric Anders, former linebacker for the Crimson Tide. He strip-sacked Garrett Gilbert and basically sealed the deal for the Crimson Tide, winning its first Alabama, uh, winning its first national championship under Nick Saban. He's stepping inside the octagon tomorrow. You don't have to do it on pay-per-view. It's it's free for you. It's at the UFC fight night. It's going to be on ESPN right there, middle of the day. Uh, Eric Anders is fighting a young man named Jamie Pickett. Uh, Jamie Pickett has lost his last four fights. Eric Anders has gone up and down. Eric won his last fight, I believe. But Eric is a, a minus 370 favorite. So you want to see an Alabama guy step into the cage and uh, beat some tail. Uh, Jamie Pickett 
Pickett does not have a UFC stoppage. We know that Eric Anders has had several knockouts in his UFC career. Eric has been very vocal about having, what, five fights left. That was two fights ago, right? That was one fight ago. So he's only going to have a couple of more fights to watch Eric Anders uh, fighting, MMA fighting in the UFC. He is a bad dude, and you should support him tomorrow. Look, it's going to be right in on that in-between time, college game day, and uh, you're going to have to leave Colby Coliseum before you get back in there uh, for the nightcap, for the actual game. Uh, so you can check him out right there about 1 o'clock or so on ESPN. You know how fights and those cards go. As far as the rest of the day and the rest of the weekend, baseball is at Indiana. They're playing in Texas. It's going to be a weird, going to be uh, a really high-profile event out there in Indiana. We're going to have you covered uh, right here at BamaCentral.com because I know it's not going to be televised. Uh, you can check them out. Alabama's playing Indiana this weekend. And softball is taking on uh, Indi uh, Arizona this weekend. So it's going to be a fun weekend on the diamond. They're also taking on South Alabama. They've got a full schedule this weekend over in uh, – are they playing at Sewell Thomas Stadium? They, they are. They're playing at home, right? Uh, softball is playing at home. Maybe I'll, Let me double-check before I sign us off here. Uh, don't want to lie to the people. Softball is playing at home, right? They're playing, yeah, yeah, yeah. They play. They beat you. Uh, no, 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 they they beat you and I uh, yesterday, one to nothing. And then they've got Arizona, South Alabama, and Arizona again the rest of the weekend. So that's going to do it for us on the show today. You can follow all those programs and all those sports at BamaCentral.com. Katie Wyndham covering uh, softball and gymnastics. You'll have Matthew Gibson on the gymnastics as well. We'll be all over college game day for the basketball program at BamaCentral.com. You can follow me at JoeGator6. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on all the, on all the platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on Amazon. Tell a friend about the show and buy tickets uh, to Drew City Music Hall. Go see the show tomorrow. Wait Bowen is at Druid City Music Hall on the strip, and we'll be back to talk about it on Monday. If Alabama won or lost, oh my gosh, let me know if what you think about Alabama basketball. Are they going to win tomorrow in Coleman Coliseum? What will be the result? Give us a score prediction on any of the uh, platforms that you like to uh, listen to the show, and we will uh, get back to you on Monday right here on the Joe Gaither Show on Bama Central and BamaCentral.com. Thanks for joining us on today's edition of The Joe Gaither Show on Bama Central. Keep up with Joe on all his social media pages at JoeGaither6. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and be sure to read us daily at BamaCentral.com.